As Gallagher Iba Arena gets Mike Boynton again, at least not every hardwood sport had a rough weekend. Speaking of weekends, the NFL playoff picture has taken shape with a bunch of Oklahoma State Cowboys squarely in the mix. Is this the last-ditch effort to keep Coach G. Rich in Stillwater? It's been real. It's been fun. It's been a whale of a time. We love our legacy so much. Of course, this would hurt the heart, but have no fear because Coach Joe Bob is still here. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms, visually as well on YouTube. Find me on Twitter, personally, at all day O-State. Today, we're partially brought to you by Jace Medical. Do not get caught in a precarious situation in life. Make sure that you empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics to treat over 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. This weekend, we had a lot of viewing pleasures as an Oklahoma State fan. One of them, unfortunately, was basketball. Well, we'll save some of that for the end because it wasn't all unfortunate. What we do have to cover now is Clearly, the idea of Coach Greg Richmond, who's an Oklahoma State alum and a great, potentially taking his talents elsewhere. Now, this could be a multitude of things. One of them being Coach Greg Richmond just needs to get out there, spread his wings, learn a little bit more. But another way you could potentially look at it is, did we do enough from the defensive line perspective in 2023 to bring in what we know we should in 2024? Now, if you just go off of statistics, you think there might have been a pretty big drop-off with some of the statistical categories, but there actually really wasn't. Now, 2021, Coach Joe Bob Clements, who had just won the linebacker coach of the year, as he should have, was the defensive lines coach, with obviously Coach Greg Richmond being very instrumental in helping. So whenever the transition was made for Coach Joe Bob Clements to go to linebackers and G. Rich to kind of be elevated to take over the defensive line, Statistically speaking, there's not a big drop-off. 2021, arguably the greatest defense in Oklahoma State history, right next to 1984, you could, you could potentially argue. We were number one in a lot of defensive categories, right? Number one or number one or number two in sacks, number two in forces, uh, fumbles forced, number one in fumbles recovered. 2022, we were number five, number four, number seven in those categories. So obviously there was a little bit of a downgrade. And then this season, statistically, we're right back in the top three of sacks, right back in the top three of forced fumbles, right back in the top three of fumbles recovered. That isn't all due to, obviously, the defensive line. And when you look at it compared to 2021 and even to some degree 2022, you can see that there is a little bit of a drop-off when it comes to the defensive line. I don't think that this is necessarily an indictment per se on Greg Richmond, but you also got to take into consideration Greg Richmond was used to the four-down system. That's kind of, you know, his, his bread and butter. That's what he kind of came up on. That's what he played 
four in the NFL. So obviously that's pretty natural for him. Now this three three five, obviously when we have the four down linemen, it is kind of old school, but now he's teaching more of controlling an AO, an area of operation. So it's less about technique and less about fundamentals and a little bit more about just physically imposing your will on the offensive line. Maybe that could be part of it as well. But again, from a statistical standpoint, between 2021 and 2023, defensively, we look somewhat comparable. Obviously, it's not even close. Whenever you look at the overall defense, right, and then how many yards we gave up passing as opposed to through the air, this defense in 2023, strong suit, obviously, was stopping the run. We leaked like a sieve at certain times in the season in the passing game, so those things aren't comparable. I'm talking about just from the sacks and forced fumbles and, and, and fumbles recovered and some of the overall defensive line-oriented statistics. So if there's not that big of a drop-off, then is anybody concerned? I mean, obviously, we don't want Coach Greg Richmond to go anywhere. We waited pretty late in the day today, hoping that some of this information would kind of matri matriculate out a little bit more organically. But nonetheless, here we are. But we have to look at the positives. Is it a good thing that Coach Greg Richmond is taking his talents elsewhere if that's, in fact, what he's planning on doing? I mean, not, not exactly, not for continuity purposes. But in the same breath, this is the same coach, Joe Bob Clements, that has been here for well over a decade now. This is the same coach, Clo coach Joe Bob Clements, that just won the Linebacker of the Year Coach Award, as he should have. But it's also the same dude who was responsible for producing some guys that are all over the pro league. I mean, we just watched a little bit of Emmanuel Ogbaugh action. We also got to watch a little bit of some Tyler Lacey action. Did Tyler Lacey have a little bit of a crossover with Greg Richmond as his main guy as the defensive line coach? Yes, he did, but he's a Joe Bob guy. And then, you know, Jernel Jernigan, the guy who transferred to Mizzou, he was a developmental guy that killed it at Missouri that probably is going to have a little bit of an NFL the style of pedigree, and then you go back to your Brock Martins and your, your Brennan Evers, the guys who were not only glue, but you knew were going to give maximum effort on top of fitting into the roles quite nicely. Were we stacked and loaded with a crazy amount of talent? Well, at times, yes. At times, no. This last season, I don't necessarily think that talent was a, a big cause of not you know excelling statistically from the defensive line positions. But again, it's it's just it's a little bit different. What's being asked is a little bit different. So does anybody have any cause for concern here other than the fact that, yeah, it's not a great thing to have a legacy go? Not really. Because you're still going to get whatever picture you need out of Brian Nardo. You're still going to get that picture enhanced by a significant amount because of guys like Joe Bob Clements. And then on the back end, when you've got Coach Hammersmith's been here forever, Coach Duffy's been here forever, the continuity def defensively was only going to be here to help Coach Nardo. Now, with that being said, did Greg Richmond prefer the three-down system as opposed to the four-down system that he's been able to kind of cut his career on? I'm sure that adding the three-down didn't do anything but help his repertoire, right, 
put more things on the resume, more things to potentially look at. But this isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world. I mean, as as we heard over the course of this last week, I'm really surprised we didn't get Reginald Harden. I felt really good about that one. Uh, but we got Obi. From a production standpoint, the numbers are there. The film is there. It's exactly what you want to see out of somebody playing at a lower level, which is complete domination. Now, at six foot three, 235 pounds, he is still going to, you know, have a little body by glass work to him. But if anybody looks at the film, uh, you can see that his quick twitch is significantly ahead of everybody else's at that level, which means there is going to be some transitionary properties that we can find. But right now, you know you've got Colin Clay back. You know you've got Justin Kirkland back. You know you've got Jaleel Johnson. You know you've got Deshaun Brown. It appears as though we're getting Xavier Ross on top of an Aiden Kelly. We might still need some help, a defensive end. Adding Obi definitely resolves some of the issues. But all in all, if Greg Richmond decides that this is the right move for him and Oklahoma State obviously um, is understanding we're fine. Whether we bring somebody in or we upgrade somebody with the continuity that we already have, with Joe Bob being able to mentor and teach whatever need be, even if he were to shift back to defensive line and we were to bring in a linebacker's coach, I'm sure with all of the senior-laden talent that we have returning, this is not going to be that massive of an ordeal. i tell you what could be a massive ordeal uh, before we talk about some of the NFL playoff action is, a matter of fact, talking about the NFL playoff action. Ladies and gentlemen, FanDuel is where you need to be right here, right now. The regular season is done for the most part, so you can get in on the playoff action. Right now, our new customers get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place any $5 bet. That's 150 bones back in bonus bets, win or lose. You know this app is safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. You can bet on same-game parlays. You can bet on the overs, the unders, the divisional titles, Super Bowls, and more by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Go there today. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet your best bet with FanDuel the official partner of the NFL. And as the NFL playoffs are upon us, thank the high heavens that we've got a bunch of Cowboys that are represented. You guys know I don't particularly care a whole lot about the NFL. I've never or never have. I've followed guys like Tatum Bell. i followed guys like R.W. McCorders and, and C, right, Obviously, the Thanksgiving games with Barry and some of the playoff games with Thurman. But other than that, it wasn't like you could tune in every single weekend as a Cowboy fan and get a healthy dose of Oklahoma State stuff. We've been able to follow this and ride this Mason Rudolph train for a little bit, and it gets to continue. Now, we also get the benefit of having Tyreek Hill get a shot at redemption because if you did watch the Miami Dolphins play the Buffalo Bills, Tyreek Hill in the fourth quarter had a couple of really big time drops. I know one of them was off of a penalty, but 
It was a ridiculous call. Shouldn't have really been a penalty, and Tyreek Hill should have caught the ball. If Tyreek Hill does catch the ball, he's likely gone, and it changes the complexity of that game entirely. Emmanuel Agba, he got in and, and, and got to get in on a lot of plays. He was also verbally very active, which, which typically is not known for Emmanuel Agba. But on top of that, we got to see Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers get it done. Justice Hill had some nice plays, also had some trouble with ball security, as did Jalen Warren. So it's wonderful as Cowboy fans that we even get this, right? We've talked about how rare of an experience this is for Oklahoma State Cowboy Nation. But you also got Malcolm Rodriguez playing with the Lions. And you know what? I've loved that the Lions have decided that throughout certain portions of the season that Malcolm was just too talented to keep off the field. So that they found multiple ways to get him on the field. Tylen Wallace looks to continue carving out a bigger role for himself with the Ravens. But again, we're talking about all these teams that are in the NFL playoffs with Cowboys. Now, you guys let me know down in the comment section, what are you most excited to watch? And out of the group of Cowboys that will be in the NFL playoffs, which group has the best opportunity? I think you could say the Ravens with a ready-to-rock-and-roll Lamar Jackson, the backfield of, of Gus and Justice Hill seems to be pretty productive. The wide receiver core, yeah, you've got an aging Odell Beckham, but when he's been playing at top notch this year, it's still pretty impressive. Obviously, the Lions last year were the talk of the NFL, and Malcolm Rodriguez was really at the top of that entire conversation. Matter of fact, I know he led all rookies in jersey sales last season for most of the year, and at one point in time, he was leading Lions and all jersey sales as well. So at one point in time last season, you could look at Detroit Lions uh, merchandising, and you could see Barry Sanders, Malcolm Rodriguez right next to each other. This year, we get to ride the momentous wave of what Mason Rudolph's been able to do. Now Mason Rudolph gets to go to Buffalo, which, you know, traditionally is not a great place to play. It's cold. It's nasty. It's typically not a lot of fun, right? But the Steelers just went through that. They just went through a game that arguably is worse than snow. Sometimes playing the snow is kind of fun. I'd say from a wide receiver perspective, my hat and heart goes out to George Pickens. We gave him a hard time on this show for him not blocking for Jalen Warren. You know, he didn't want to clip a nail. Since then, he has been dominant in what his team has asked him to do. And this game, he didn't get a single target in a reception department. He got one, you know, jet sweep handoff style of play. That was really his only touch of the game. He handled it like a consummate pro. He did really good. He blocked. And I tell you, those are the games as a wide receiver that suck. The sleet, cold, it's, it's miserable. It stings your hands when you catch the ball, and every hit seems to bother you just a little bit more. Sometimes playing in the snow is fun. Playing in that crap, it's never fun. That sleet, nasty, cold, muddy, dreary, those games aren't fun, especially at the skill positions. So with that game being as weather-wise nasty as it was, 
And Mason Rudolph still going 18 for 20. Yeah, 152 yards is, is not the, the biggest thing in the world, but he had the 71-yard touchdown. First play of the fourth quarter, really, to put the game on ice. So do we love the idea of going to Buffalo to play a game? No, nobody would love that idea. But it's not like the Steelers aren't adept or adaptable, right, to be able to, to get this thing done. Is it likely? No, but Mason Rudolph's been playing with house money the last three games. Mason Rudolph gets to play with house money again because the expectations are pretty low. Three, four weeks ago, the expectations were 13% for the Steelers to make the playoffs. Now they're in the playoffs. Of course, they've got to roll with the hot hand. It would be pretty ridiculous for them not to. Guys, i be honest with you, I don't expect them to beat the Bills. But it'll make it so much sweeter uh, if, if they do. And then the Ravens, we clearly can see a path for them to make it to uh, the championship game, not the Super Bowl. Ah, they could make it to the Super Bowl, but so that's more Justice Hill action. That's more Tyler Wallace action. Josh Hills has been able to kind of have a little bit of a redemption moment over there with the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll see what that continues to be. But this is a great time. And you guys let me know down in the in the comment section. Are you are you rocking with the Ravens? Are you rocking with the Dolphins? Are you rocking with the Steelers? Are you rocking with the Lions? Who are you rocking with? For this NFL season. And also let me down. down. Are you a fan? Are you kind of like me? Or you just follow the, the Cowboys? When the Cowboys are this prevalent in the playoffs, then yeah, sure, I'm an NFL fan. I've been an NFL fan ever since they handed the ball to Mason Rudolph. We follow Justice Hill, Emmanuel Ogba, Tyreek Hill, Tylen Wallace, Malcolm Rodriguez, Christian Holmes. We followed a lot of the Cowboys this season, but this is a little bit of a different experience. This is a little bit of a different ride, and I'm so happy that it gets to continue. I don't care where Mason Rudolph plays next season. All I care about is enjoying this ride right now because a lot of the NFL country is behind Mason Rudolph. Who doesn't love a Cinderella story? Well, the Cinderella story of the NFL playoffs right now is our very own Mason Rudolph. The Oklahoma State Cowboy faithful. That's a reason, no matter who you cheer on. And then, you know, actually let me know in the comment section as well because I know there's some diehard Cowboy fans that, you know, are, are like diehard Bill fans. I got a buddy was uh, talking to the other day. Big-time Bills fan. So let me know if you're, if you're that guy or you're one of those people. Is it difficult cheering on your, the, the Cowboys when they're playing your NFL team? You know, I really don't give 13 hoots. I'm just there for the Oklahoma State players to get the most amount of shine physically possible. How the outcome of the games go, I don't, I don't know. I don't really care. I mean, I kind of care for Mason Rudolph right now. That's kind of a hot story. All right. What's not a hot story is cowboy basketball. Cowgirl basketball, a little bit different. Wrestling, also, thankfully, a little bit different. But, ladies and gentlemen, another thing in life that is different is getting caught unprepared. Try not to do that, right? And I know that we come to sports to get away from all the craziness that life seem, seems to throw our way. But according to the FDA, right now, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu seasons you could, you could think of, right? It should be. 
somewhat scary. Now, I can't imagine a more helpless feeling um, than if a loved one of mine or my kids were not being able to get access to any of the life-saving medications that they need. Well, with supply chain issues and the craziness of the world, you never really know. This is where Jace Medical comes in. Thankfully, you'll be okay with the Jace Medical Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important than you to stay prepared today. Go to jacemedical.com. Again, that is jacemedical.com. And use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order today. Again, that is jacemedical.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON today. Mike Boynton, why you got to do this? To Galgar Iba Arena, man. Like, was it the greatest crowd? No. Was it the legendary Galgar Iba crowds that real cowboy fans always knew and loved? No. But there was a sufficient amount of people there to help guide the Cowboys into overtime, an overtime that shouldn't have happened. And the problem here is it's the same stuff all the time. It's it's unfortunate. There's not a better dude in all of college basketball. There's not a better dude to represent Oklahoma State as an ambassador for the university and all the right things and doing things the right way. But yeah, you got to win, dude. Like this is just it, it's just who cares that it was close? What we care about is if we're going to have people that camp overnight to set the right example for what we should do with the capacity of Gallagher Iba Arena, if you're going to have these people try everything they can to uplift what the experience of what Gallagher Iba Arena is and is supposed to be, you cannot keep losing this way, and it's dumb stuff. It's one thing if you just get beat. Getting beat's fine. It's another thing if you keep having opportunities to win these games. And we lose by one, two, three, four, two, one, three, all the time. And it's always because of the same stuff. Not being able to, to function, being situation, situationally aware is a problem. Keon Williams is a great spark. But Keon Williams was the culprit to the foul that put us into overtime. And then Keon Williams is the culprit to the pass, the boneheaded pass that made no sense that caused the loss. This isn't on Keon Williams. This is on Coach Boynton, right? Again, greatest ambassador for Oklahoma State basketball maybe ever. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, recruiter of Oklahoma State basketball ever. But 
you're not squeezing any lemonade out of the, any of the, the lemons. If you can't protect Gallagher Iba Arena, you will never be successful in the Big 12. You have said that yourself. Losing to number 18 team in the country. It's still a loss. Losing by three, four, two, one, doesn't matter. They're still losses. And when you're coming in with a not-so-hot record outside of the conference, at least the conference gives you enough strength by itself to catapult you come March. But you can't do it if you cannot win in Galgaraba. And you're not going to continue to get the fan base to show up. It doesn't matter if it's only seven, eight, nine thousand 9,000 people. That last year, you all know, I was hooting and hollering until I was blue in the face about how disrespectful it was to not fill Galarraba to the brim. But then we do get 10,000, 11,000, 12,000 in there, and then we get another 8,000 again, and we do what? We lose, man. Right? I, I, I know there's, there's some people that at one point in time were totally against Doug Gottlieb High. I was never one of them. I thought it was a phenomenal idea, not just because of Doug Gottlieb, but because of the guys that he was able to bring in around him. But I jumped in on Mike Boynton because of how great he is. But let's face it. If Doug Gottlieb or Desmond Mason or Brian Montanati was the coach of Oklahoma State, it'd be easier to fill it. It'd be easier to get a big crowd watch an abysmal ending of a basketball game. That's what it's become. Now, I don't want to harp too much on the negativity of men's basketball because we got the positivity of J.C. Hoyt and the Cowgirls taking down number 23 TCU in Fort Worth. And dang it, that one feels good. We've got one of the best freshmen in the country. The emergence of Hannah Gusters has been nothing short of amazing. Lure Garzon is a sharpshooter that can still go down and bang bodies when need be. And Negret Asi can get hot. We've got role players that, like Langerman that can come in and grab 10, 12, 13 boards that are crucial to potential March Madness style of success. So at least we can be pumped up about J.C. Hoyt and Cowgirl Basketball getting a top 25 W on the road. And then John Smith. I don't want to pull a Texas too early, prematurely, and say we're back. But if you didn't watch that on ESPN, it was amazing. The ESPN Network's showing the number five NC State Wolfpack take on the number nine Oklahoma State Cowboys in the Carolinas to get the dub. And it's not just that we got the W over a top five, our first top five win since 2019. It's not just that. It's the fight, right? Is there going to be teams that are technically better? Maybe. Yeah, sure. Is there going to be teams that are physically more imposing? Yeah, probably. Sure, right? Namely, Penn State. Namely, Iowa. Ohio State's been good. Minnesota's always good. Iowa State's pretty good. Mizzou's pretty good. There's a lot of talent in wrestling. But that that work ethic, right? 
that old school, put a put a child Copenhagen in, take a shot of Jack, grab your boot straps, pull them up tight, and get her get her did. That's what this cowboy wrestling team did. That's what we look like. So if you're not technically going to always be the best, that's fine. At least outwork everybody. And we haven't seen that for a while. You could argue we didn't see it mainly because of the disaster that was A.J. Ferrari. I mean, that guy ended up being worse, worse off than him winning a national title. As an individual, it just, unfortunately, that sent us backwards. But we seem to have that old school cowboy work ethic mentality kind of back in fold. So it should be, should be exciting. All right. Thank you, J.C. Hoyt. Thank you, Mason Rudolph, Jalen Warren. And thank you, John Smith, for getting us back on track. My Boynton, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe uh, Greg Richmond can help you pack your bags if we don't turn this thing around. I, <laughs> all right. Anywho, that's all we're going to have for this one right here. You know I love you. As always, God bless. Go, folks. Thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On State. You could be anywhere. So happy you choose to be here. All right, y'all. You know the drill. Later, taters.